0: Oh, so this is the thanks I get for working overtime. OVERTIME! You think you know me.
1: Live from the Call Hard Seltzer Studios, it's Overtime with William Pattison, Dawson Wise, and Jace Brown joining you on a Tuesday night. Thank you so much for coming along with us. 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop in and join our Tuesday night edition of Overtime. Later on in the hour, we'll talk about the new assistant coaches on Rocky Top, a pair of hirings um, for the Tennessee football team yesterday. We'll dive into that. As always, we'll give our best bets at the end of the hour. But we begin with this, and it's the Vols heading to Como tonight to take on the Missouri Tigers. The fifth-ranked Tennessee Vols are on the road for the third time in four games, taking on Missouri and Columbia. Uh, tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Eastern time at Mizzou Arena. Uh, Tennessee, in their last outing, uh, turned in a resounding 88-53 victory at a sold-out Food City Center on Saturday to complete a season sweep of its in-state foe Vanderbilt for the sixth time in its past seven campaigns. The Vols enter tonight's contest at 19-6 overall and 9-3 in SEC play. Uh, Dawn Connect, dominant DK, if you will, averaging 25 points in SEC play. On the other side, Missouri. Is just 8 and 17, uh, a far cry from where they were um, last season at this point and where they were in the tournament uh, during the 2023 season, 23 24 season, I should say. Uh, they have struggled mightily and come in with a 0 12 record in SEC action, including a loss to Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm trying to keep my composure here. Um, the Tigers lost a closeout uh, contest in their last game, uh, falling at Ole Miss, 79 76 on Saturday in Oxford. Um, however, graduate student guard Sean East II has been a little bit of a, a light for this team, leading the Tigers with 16 points and 4.2 assists per game this season. Uh, the Volunteers, it's an important note here, one in three in their last four outings versus Missouri after winning each of the prior four contests. Uh, I remember, last year, uh, Missouri came in here um, and, and upset went over Tennessee um, and and really. As of late, Missouri's kind of had Tennessee's calling card. When um, we take a look at the Kempom breakdown, as we always do, uh, Tennessee, fifth overall, 16th in adjusted offense, fifth in adjusted defense. Missouri, on the other hand, 144th overall, 138th in adjusted offense, 174th and adjust to defense. Uh, Dawson, we'll begin with you. Keys of the game for the Vols.
2: First thing is keep it rolling. Uh, you've had a great week, uh, some great momentum, a couple dominant wins uh, coming into tonight, and another chance to just take care of your business. We, we say this, it seems like every time we talk about the basketball team, it's always in these games you need to take care of your business. you got to do that tonight. Keep it rolling. You've got great momentum. Just, just walk in there and get a win. Don't make this difficult. It's not difficult. Uh, just you know what team you are at this point, and you're playing your best basketball, so go in and get the job done. Uh, stay on top of the glass. Get better rebounding. You can always get better at that, but get better at it tonight. Uh, it's a pretty good front for Missouri, so use that as a test. Use it as an opportunity. Box out, get rebounds, control the glass, uh, and keep getting better on that part of, of the game. Uh, and the last one for me is don't panic. If this mm-hmm. game does not start well, uh, which in the past, especially on the road in Columbia, it has not, uh, just just don't get flustered. Don't do like you did against South Carolina and force the ball to Dalton Connect and say, oh, here you go, do everything, we're, we're down, do everything. Uh, just play your game. If it doesn't start well, it'll come back around. Just play your game, play fundamentally, spread the spread the ball around, and we'll get going. Just don't panic. Uh, the second they panic is when you have games like South Carolina that turn into a just a really ugly showing. So play your game, don't get flustered, the atmosphere shouldn't be too hostile mm-hmm. tonight, I don't think, in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. You wouldn't think so anyway. I don't think so. Uh, no offense yeah. to them. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but just don't panic, and you should get out of there with a win.
3: Yeah, it, it feels like the last two games, uh, you know, it's just a big mismatch. I mean, you go with a team uh, like Tennessee that's rolling just incredibly well right now, uh, and then you get Mizzou, who's lost uh, their last 12 in a row all-in SEC play. So uh, you got to take advantage of that mismatch uh, and play your brand of basketball. Don't get caught up trying – uh, to pitter-patter around, uh, let them get a hold of the game, because then, like you said, it might turn into something that ends up like a South Carolina game where uh, you lose a game that you're not supposed to lose. Uh, and one other thing, be, again, continue the trend of spreading the ball around. I, I think this team looks the best, uh, and they feel like the, the flow of the game just goes so much better when everybody's involved. Uh, if you're able to take advantage of that, uh, play your brand of basketball uh, on both ends of the court, this should not be uh, a really tough one tonight.
1: Uh, My first thing is uh, control the tempo of the game, going on the road. Not going to be a hostile environment, but you've seen at times Tennessee struggle even against Vanderbilt. And that was a little bit different of an environment. But um, still, making sure you're going on the road and controlling the tempo, playing your play style. Tennessee has had a lot of success recently. When they're allowed to play how they want to play, things typically go well. Um, So make sure that you're setting the tempo, setting the pace on the road. Um, Second thing – Avoid Missouri's pesky defense. Now, they're not great, um, I guess, perimeter defenders or, I guess, shot. Shot contesters, but they do a really good job of uh, of turning you over. 67th in the country in turnover percentage. Um, they're 10th in block percentage this year, and also 52nd in steal, uh, steal percentage. So those numbers say they get a lot of opportunities by getting those pesky steals, pesky blocks, um, forcing you to turn the ball over. Um, stay away from that offensively. Make sure that you are grounded and playing fundamentally um, because – If you allow Missouri to kind of get some of those steals, get some of those points off turnovers, that's how that game – we saw it against Vanderbilt Mm -hmm. in in Tennessee's favor. Um, That's what blew that thing open. Can't allow Missouri to stick around off those pesky turnovers. Um, And finally, on the defensive side of the ball, stay out of foul trouble. This team shoots uh, 11th in the country in free throw percentage at 78%. Um, So this is a team that if they get to the foul line, they're going to make you pay, and those are free points. Um, So you've got to stay disciplined, stay out of foul trouble. We've seen a couple times this season Tennessee get involved with that. Stay out of it, and I think you should be good. Um, Let's talk about um, how Tennessee has a 61.4% assist rate that ranks number 13th nationally per Kempom. On Saturday, you saw seven Vols go for eight-plus points. Um, Missouri's defense, however, like I just mentioned, uh, ranks 19th in turnover percentage. So can the Vols continue to share the wealth against the 174th-ranked defense despite a great turnover percentage for Missouri?
2: I think they can. Uh, you cannot let the way they play defense, the way they you know are, are kind of ball hawks, if you will, uh, change the way you play offense. You can't yeah. let it change the way you play play basketball. Uh, you got to still play your game. You know they're going to force turnovers. It's not something that you can just completely eliminate. That's what they're good at. Uh, is forcing you to turn the ball over, so you just again it goes back to not getting mm-hmm. frustrated, not getting flustered. You know it's going to happen, but just limit when it does. Yep. Uh, don't don't let their defense hone in on Dalton. Connect. That's what it goes back to, not forcing it to him. If if you force it to him, okay, they're going to be in the passing lanes for him every time. They're going to be hawking to him every time, double teaming, mm-hmm. yeah. going for a steal. You got to get multiple guys going, spread their defense out, make them have to run around, make them have to move, and and make them contest shots, which they're not very good at. Uh, and you should be able to stay away from that problem. Don't make any bonehead mistakes either. Don't give them any freebies. Uh, Don't give them any free steals, any free turnovers, no bad looks, nothing like that. Just play your own game uh, and take care of your business tonight.
3: Yeah, I think the success on the offense is really going to have to spur from the defense. I think if you can force turnovers, uh, which shouldn't be a problem against this uh, not great uh, Missouri offense, uh, and you get in transition, that shouldn't be a problem. It takes away uh, any of those passing lane options that they have a chance. Uh, to step into, and uh, it eliminates that threat at all. Uh, Another thing is find a groove early. We we saw that with Vanderbilt. Uh, Santiago Vescovi started hitting shots really early. Uh, Triple J looked comfortable early. If you can get those guys going early, uh, it really should not be a problem getting uh, everybody kind of with their hands in the basket.
1: Yeah, I think ball hawks is a a really good adjective for this team. I I think you have the advantage, um, you know, like a ball hawk. Um, They're going to play up and and try and beat and, and jump the passing routes um, jump the passing lane. So then you have the opportunity, you know, pump fake or, or you know fake pass and then and find another option. get them to bite and that puts them in a tougher scenario. So knowing that they're uh, gonna be a little pesky, a little feisty trying to get those turnovers, you have to know that, and play disciplined and and try to get them to um, force their way. Um, into a bad possession by just being over-aggressive. So uh, I think the Vols can continue to share the wealth. We've seen it over the, the past couple of games. I thought Saturday was probably the best showing all season, as we talked about, kind of the overtime game, um, uh, if, yeah. if there were yeah. to be one. Um, and I think you can continue that tonight. This is a team that lost to Vanderbilt, who you just uh, – put a a pummeling on, so um, I I think even though you're on the road, if you stay fundamental and and, and continue to involve everyone, um, I, I think you'll be just fine. Um, the Tigers shoot 30% from the top of the key, um, uh, from the three-point line, that is, but shoot 42% and 65% from the mid-range area and inside the cylinder, respectively. Uh, credit to Jordan Moore for those numbers there. Um, what should the Vols' defensive approach be tonight? I still think you got to focus on the guard play. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I think that's been a problem all year. And, again, I think you just need to make them one-dimensional. Uh, you could do that either way, focus on the guard play or focus on the paint, but I think the guard play has been kind of the more important one, especially in some of these games that get a little bit dicey. Uh, Georgia comes to mind of games that you, know, you sure. probably should have won mm. by a lot on the yeah. road that got dicey because you let them you let them play well from outside. Um, so, so don't let that happen. Take that away. Make them beat you inside. It's going to be a great test, I think, for Jonas Adu tonight down low, mm. especially with Noah Carter. Uh, the battle on the glass uh, is going to be nice to see down low. So make them beat you down there make them work for it and then play fundamentally box out contest shots we say this every time but just know your fundamentals be be sure in what you're doing this is a great fundamental defensive team so just stick with what you know works Mm -hmm. and it should work out Mm -hmm. just fine
3: uh you know as as always it's it's sort of just the defensive scheme, you got to really stick to it. I mean, this gap scheme that uh, Tennessee runs has worked pretty effectively over the last couple games. I think you stick to what you're good at. Uh, you eliminate any inside offense, and you force those guys on the perimeter to win that game if they're going to. Uh, I think you force – Again, force those guys to make bad or take bad shots, and if they hit them, okay. Just play good up, good defense on the perimeter, uh, limit their chances inside, and of course, like you said, uh, it's going to be a battle on the glass tonight. I think you got to uh, take advantage of that while you're on defense. It gives you better positioning on the boards. I, I think if you can win that rebounding battle, force bad shots on the outside, uh, Vol should be able to sweep things up.
1: I think we've learned a couple of times this season. Even if a team comes in shooting poorly from the three-point line, um, if they're at home, um, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't know what it is. They click a button or something, and they automatically—I guess they—they they lower the um, uh, what, what, what is it called in 2K when you can lower the um, gosh, whatever it is, lo- the sliders. They move yeah, the, you sliders, move the down. sliders. They down. put it on rookie mode, and all of a sudden they can shoot the jeans off of it. Um, so I would say, you know, kind of pack the. Uh, pack inside the arc and kind of force them to take bad shots around the perimeter. Um, but Sean East has shown that he's available um, to, to knock down buckets outside. So uh, kind of keying on him. I wouldn't put so much effort and emphasis on defending the perimeter because this is a team that uh, does not shoot particularly well from mm-hmm. there. I'm a little bit above the D1 or a little bit below the D1 average from about every spot around the perimeter. Um, but, um, you don't want to give them open ones. So avoid the open shots. As long as you can test them, I, I think you'll be fine. Um, and I, I'd kind of force them into the paint, especially with ADU. Um, around the cylinder, they're great, but inside the paint, they're not, not too great. Um, I, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I think shooting 42% in the, in the painted area outside the cylinder. So, especially with Adu down there, we talked about him yesterday, uh, about how impactful he is down low as a a shot blocker and rim protector. Um, I think if you're able to force them in there on a drive and make them take a a tough eight-foot floater or something like that, that's where you get good possessions Mm -hmm. defensively. So that would be something I'd look for um, in a defensive approach. Um, Overall, uh, East leads the Tigers with 16 points, 4.2 assists per game. Uh, Four Tigers, however, score in double digits. Um, Tamar Bates with 14, Noah Carter with 11.5, and and Nick Honor with 10.8. Carter also leads all active Mizzou players with five rebounds a game. And the Tigers are scoring 72.2 points per game. Not a team um, that is, I guess, allergic to offense, but they're allowing 74.5 um, in comparison, Vols averaging 80.4 this year. Um, that number is pretty awesome considering yeah. where this team has been over yeah. the last couple of years, um, while surrendering only 67.2. Um, so question here, more important, halting the Tigers scoring defensively or imposing Mazoo's well on the offensive end? I think
2: it's defense. Uh, I think tonight the bigger focus is playing well defensively because, again, so many of these dicey games have come down to just really rough defensive efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have that again tonight. Uh, you had it against Vanderbilt. You had it against Georgia. Luckily, you got out of those games. Uh, the Georgia game in particular, you had to pull a fire drill in about the last three yeah. minutes of that game to, to come away with a win. Don't do that in Columbia, Missouri tonight. Yeah. This is not a good team. Play well defensively. I think the offense is going to be fine. This yeah. is not a great defensive team. If they are able to bring Missouri up a little bit, create some opportunities as them with them trying to bite and create turnovers, they're going to be fine. Uh, Dalton Connects probably due for a 30-point game tonight. You're going to be okay on that end of the floor. Focus your effort on defense because that's what needs to get better, especially in games like this.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Defense is going to be the thing to hone in on, especially you know, with with a team that's not good on the offensive end. Uh, scoring is going to be just fine uh, with a team that bites so much, like you said, William, on in the passing lanes. I mean, if if you can just find a pass before they get there, I mean, there's liable to be uh, an open shot somewhere. So on the defensive end, uh, it's just protecting the inside, man. Uh, like you said, they're not great on the perimeter. Force them to. Shoot from out there uh, and take advantage of the mismatch that you've got. Uh, but yes, defense by far the most important tonight.
1: I think the, the key is is turning defense and offense. We saw yes. it on Saturday. Um, and I'd love to see it again. I think halting the Tigers' scoring is something they've been good at. And they, they've scored well this year. They haven't won games, but they've been competitive a lot of games because of their ability to score. Now, allowing teams to score, you know, 75 points a night is not great, and that's why this team is 0-12 in SEC play. Um, But I think if you're able to create turnovers and create stops defensively, especially getting out in transition where Tennessee's been really good this year, that allows an opportunity to get points um, and and get a comfortable lead early on. Um, So – I think defensively is where you've got to win this game. You know how good your offense is, and Missouri doesn't do a great job defending, um, but I think you have the significant advantage in your defense. Um, So I think you'd like to see the Tigers be halted offensively and result in in points off of turnovers and points off of misses. Um, Another opportunity tonight versus an inferior opponent, Um, if the game gets out of hand, what would you like to see the Vols implement very similar to what we saw on Saturday? My answer is going to be the same as it was on Saturday against Vanderbilt. First thing is play the young
2: guys. Get get them out there. Cam Carr, DeLeon, Phillips, Estrella, if he's available. I haven't heard one way or the other yet today. But yeah. if he is available tonight, get them in the game. Uh, and get them some more playing time, whether that's to see if they're going to be rotation pieces here at the end of the year, if they could make their way into some limited minutes uh, as we get closer to the postseason, or just keep developing them for the future um, to see what you've got in some of these guys, to see where they're going to fit in when Zakai Ziegler leaves, when Josiah Jordan James leaves, um, so you can see what you've got coming uh, in the future. It's a great opportunity um, to do that. Creative lineups is another one for me. and I know we talked about this after the Saturday game, how it would have been nice to see Estrella get on on the floor maybe with Jonas Adu mm-hmm. to try out that lineup with mm-hmm. him down low. Yeah. Try that tonight. If he's available, try some different stuff. Get some different guys in different places and see what works. Just be creative uh, and see what maybe... You know, sparks a little bit of a rally. Oh, that got us some points. That played really well defensively. Let's try that against a little bit better opponent, and maybe it'll work. Uh, And the last one, creative play calling. Get back to the pick and roll. Uh, We talk about that all the time on here. It's becoming one of the staples Mm -hmm. talking about this team. Uh, But just be creative. Try some new stuff, backdoor cuts. Uh, Like you said, pump fakes. Try some new stuff. Uh, if you get this game out of hand and, again, see what works, just see where you can be creative to win some games down the line.
3: Yeah, the big one for me is get those young guys in. I mean, we saw, like, the likes of Cade Phillips, who it feels like we haven't seen in ages get out there uh, in the first half against Vandy, and I thought that was a cool change of pace. And he had some uh, some good plays on the offensive end. I know he found Awaka or Adu, one of the two in the middle, uh, for an assist in, in the paint. So, uh, you know, getting some different looks between those guys, uh, I, I think that'll be good, especially whenever, like, you said Dawson building uh some a little bit of experience and maybe a little bit of depth before you start getting into these uh tournament style play uh I think that's going to be key especially if somebody does go down like you said uh I I think that experience will uh, at least take some of the pressure off them in those future situations so uh the big one for me tonight again is just get those young guys involved
1: two guys I want to see Cameron Carr Freddie DeLeon I want to see those guys um get a good run tonight because I think possibly those guys could be used in a situation in the SEC tournament or March Madness. Um, I think Freddie was a guy that um, a lot of people expected would have a bigger impact than he has had on this team this season. Um, and Cameron Carr, we've seen Barnes trust Carr in a couple of situations this season in the Kentucky game. That was your biggest game to date this season, and you throw Cameron Carr in there. Um, so I think he has trust in him, and I think in a night like tonight, you throw both of them out there along with a couple starters, maybe connect out there as well so they're not having to be um, create their offense on their own. Um, but I think if those guys can get more involved, I'd love to see uh, Tennessee get deeper um, than it already is. I think you've already got a great um, you know, eight-, nine-man rotation, but if you could play, you know, ten, eleven guys, you know that that's, or, or I guess 10, 9, 10 guys, I should say, um, that's where you get really deep, and that's where you can plug and play come tournament time where you're fresh and rested, and um, I think that'd be a really good sight to see, especially get Freddie's confidence going, because um, you know, I don't, we all don't know where Freddie will be after this season. I want to make sure that you instill that trust in him that hey, you know, it might not have gone your way this season but we still trust in what you bring long term um, let's see a little bit of that tonight go have fun out there and show what you can do uh, same with Cameron Carr um, so I'd like to see both those guys get involved and I think they can both be valuable uh, to this team um, so currently the Vols sit at 9-3 and in SEC play and are one game back from the number one seed in the SEC trailing Alabama who's 10-2 in SEC play um, how important is it to stand on business tonight? We've talked about it on here a couple of times, standing on business, was <laughs> yep. the, uh, the, oh, uh, the, uh, the official, <laughs> the official, uh, word for it. Um, but you know, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago when we did our bracketology, I looked at this upcoming five game stretch of Arkansas, Missouri, A&M, Auburn, um, and, and Kentucky as, or I guess not Kentucky, who would the other one be? Who am I missing here? Um, Oh Vanderbilt, I'm sorry, I missed yeah. Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri, um, Texas A&M, Auburn. That five game stretch I thought was very important if you wanted to make the SEC, um, you know, your goal to win the, win the SEC title. That was, I think, your stretch that could you could get it done. So far, they have done well. Um, and I think tonight is another game. It's a give me game against an inferior opponent. I think it's very important to, for tonight to get it
2: done. Yeah, it is. It's 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 critical. You're out of room for mistakes at this point mm-hmm. uh, in a tight race like this, and it's especially because you still have that matchup with Bama coming. Uh, that's likely. I mean, assuming it, both teams win out or at yeah. least match each other, uh, is going to be for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that matchup coming, you don't look ahead to that, but you know it's there. Uh, you got to just win these games. I mean, these games are not ones you can lose. Auburn, you might be able to excuse. A&M, you might be able to excuse. But you can't lose to a team like Missouri. You can't trip up, can't make mistakes, so it's important to just go in and get the job done.
3: Yeah, again, it, it goes back to taking care of business. I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're coming off of two huge wins over, with like around 29 plus a piece. Uh, and it's another winnable game before you get to these last five that are, uh, you know, all five are tournament teams or tournament caliber teams. Uh, so staying hot right here just doing, just playing ball like you're used to. Uh, I, I think that's big for momentum going into the late season, uh, especially the SEC tournament seating wise too. I, I think it's huge. Uh, it, it's just you gotta trust yourself. I mean, this this team knows what it is. Uh, it's just about uh, you know, can they take care of business whenever it. Uh, isn't in their home spot, which they've done, uh, but can it be on a more consistent basis?
1: Good opportunity for the Vols tonight. Tip-off set at 7 p.m. Eastern time at Mizzou Arena. Um, I think it's on – what is it on? SEC Network? Donna? That sounds like uh, an SEC yes. Network. SEC yeah, Network? SEC yeah, Network okay. SEC Network, that's where you can check it out. When we come back, we'll check out the new assistant coaches on Rocky Top. Stay right here on Overtime.
0: or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today.
4: Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group, your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today. Volunteer Auto Group, where every deal's a winner. 1501 Callahan Drive. Check them out online at volauto.com and tell them Fan Run sent you. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865- 539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com.
5: Where
3: is- past high noon, it's time for a vodka soda made with a vodka you've actually heard of. I'm talking White Claw Vodka Soda made with White Claw Premium Vodka. JB Smooth only drinks vodka soda made with the world's smoothest vodka.
4: And you can too. Pick you up a bottle of the Triple Wave filtered vodka that's been distilled five times. White Claw Premium Vodka comes in four flavors. Black cherry, mango, pineapple, and just vodka. You haven't had vodka like this. No one has. White Claw Premium Vodka. Please drink responsibly. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. Axel is looking to expand their award-winning sales team with logistics consultants who are outgoing, ambitious, and thrive in a fast-paced environment. If that sounds like you, visit axellogistics.com to learn more. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Axel Logistics. Now is your time.
5: Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft last year. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. They monitor and alert you to identity threats you'd miss on your own. Even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become a victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has US-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issue. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the million-dollar protection package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help protect your financial info, so all you have to worry about is what you do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com, save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code is HERD, promo code H-E-R-D. To save up to 25% off your first year, LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: Back here on overtime on a Tuesday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Beat drop. I like that. <laughs> Had some little Uzi in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Haters in the building. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's talk about some people that we don't hate, and these are some new assistant coaches on Rocky Top. Uh, Tennessee moved quickly to tab its new linebackers coach and is in line to fill both vacancies on its coaching staff in short order. Uh, The Vols are expected to hire former Washington co-defensive coordinator um, William Inge as its new linebackers coach. uh, Sources told uh, Go Vols 24-7 on Monday evening. Uh, The veteran assistant coach will replace Brian Jean-Mary, who left Tennessee staff last week to go uh, to Michigan. Um, Inge spent the past two seasons at Washington as a co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for the Huskies, uh, who played for the national championship this past season. Huskies went 25-3 and over the past two seasons on the strength of a high-powered offense. So the fit here is kind of natural uh, considering Tennessee's high-powered offense. Um, uh, Very familiar with Inge coming to Tennessee to help an improving defense under coordinator Tim Banks. Um, How big of a hire is Inge for the Vols? I think it's huge uh, for a couple of reasons. You you mentioned the fit with an explosive
2: offense. That's going to be massive. He already knows what he's getting into. Uh, he has a ton of D1 experience. He's been in D1 for 25 years as an assistant at this point, So back to 1998. Uh, he's coached with DeBoer a couple times, but you yeah. swoop in and grab him off DeBoer's yeah. staff. Yeah. Uh, and, and for for us to be able to sit here and say we stole a coach from Alabama, that doesn't happen very often no. around yeah. these parts. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's huge. He's a big locker room guy from everything I've heard from, from Washington's Uh, writers over the past couple weeks that that have been kind of covering where he's going to land said he's a a huge uh, players coach. The players love him. The defense loved him that that played for him the last couple of years uh, up in Seattle. So uh, you combine it with his caliber, it's going to be a great look. Uh, He actually year to year, 22 to 23, brought the Huskies run defense or help bring it to 25th in the country in 2023. Mm, It was a top 25 unit. Obviously Tennessee, very solid in that regard last year as well. So he actually brought him from hundred and eighth to 25th when he got to Washington under Kalen DeBoer, so run defense seems to be his thing. Uh, had a couple linebackers named to the All Pac-12 Honorable Mentions team, Cam Bright and Alfonso Tupatala, which is great football. Yes, name, great by the name. yes. yes. Um, but both those guys on his unit the last couple years got named to that team, so uh, he's doing something right. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of great accomplishments already, and it's going to be a great fit for him.
3: Yeah, like you said, it's great to take from Bama on any day, and just just to, exactly. just to like add that little droplet into the sea uh, of tears that. You know, could could eventually flow <laughs> over someday. It, it, it's nice to add to that. Uh, but you, you, you brought up a lot of good things, like just the resume, man. It, everywhere he's been, he's been successful for the most part. Uh, he brings a lot of, uh, like you said, experience. He's a great guy in the locker room. Uh, I think him being able to solely be the linebacker's coach is a big deal because he's, he's not in the role of having to be a co-defensive coordinator uh, and run an entire defense. Instead, he can hone in uh, on just one unit, uh, and he, he can elevate that unit just – from that standpoint, Uh, so I'm really excited to see what he can do just because he's not having to worry about 11 guys. He's having to worry about two or three at a time.
1: Right. Yeah, I I think this is a huge hire. You know, anytime, as you mentioned, you can pull a guy away from Alabama, that's a win, Um, but he's had a lot of success success in his career as well. Um, You know, Washington last year, their highlight wasn't the defensive side of the ball just because of how great that offense was, Um, but their defensive personnel – um, you know, won them the game against Texas, completely shut down the Longhorns, uh, made Quinn Ewers look like he um, did not know what was going on in that first yeah. half. Um, and if it won for a couple of situational spots um, that kind of let Texas back into that one, uh, that scoreboard could have looked a lot different. Um, so um, I think that. He's proven that he can get it done at the highest level in a um, playoff semifinal game. Uh, I think they were just completely outmatched in the Michigan one, so I don't completely discredit that um, to him. Um, But, again, anytime you can bring a a big-name guy with big-name experience that has done well at a plethora of different places, you've got um, uh, Fresno State, Indiana, Washington. At all those spots, he's done really well under DeBoer. And the fact that DeBoer goes to Bama – and Inge says, you know, I'm going to go kind of do my own thing. I'm going to go do my own thing and really kind of take a back seat to Tim Banks. Now, maybe um, if some things happen the right way, um, Inge may take that um, <laughs> defensive coordinator title. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I think it's really good to have his experience on the roster, especially with how. Um, important the linebacking group is. You know how good the front is. Mm -hmm. Um, Returning a guy in Peely this year I think is very important. Um, And You've got a good group of linebackers already. Now getting a guy that's had success at a a ton of different spots I think makes a a really big impact. Um, Now on the other side of the ball, offensively, a week after losing two um, assistant. Well, I guess you we already mentioned losing two assistant coaches, but um, Hypel filled the offensive vacancy, and that was running back uh, Darrell Sims, uh, who previously coached running backs at Cincinnati last season. Has been hired by Tennessee for the same position. Uh, keep in mind, um, Jerry Mack joined the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, earlier this month after three seasons in Knoxville. He did such a great job. Yeah. Um, you have to get the hire right. And they hired Derail Sims, who in his lone season with the Bearcats last year, uh, running back Corey Kiner uh, became just the 20th player in program history to rush for 1,000 yards, finishing with 1,047. And Cincinnati running backs averaged 5.8 yards per carry last season and rushed for more than 200 yards in 12 games. Really impressive numbers there. Uh, Good hire. For the Vols, oh, it is.
2: Uh, this is not much of a drop off in production. Mm. Jerry Mack led the the Vols rushing offense to be one of the best in the country last year. Uh, but Derail Sims did the same thing in Cincinnati. He had the fifth best rushing offense in the country yeah. in twenty twenty three. So you don't even really drop off. Uh, specifically on Kiner, uh, if you watch some of his highlights, uh, Sims is doing some great things in terms of coaching. Uh, they love to run between the tackles uh, in Cincinnati, mm. uh, but he can he can make. Uh, guys like bigger backs into into agile backs, make them miss the first tackler uh, and really be able to lower the shoulder and become those multifaceted backs, which you've gotten kind of used to uh, with Jabari Small in particular, who he was able to get out there and move a little bit, but was also able to lower the shoulder and get a few extra yeah. yards. Um, specifically with Kiner, uh, he really gave him some great, I guess, gave him some great coaching on vision. Ball carrier vision was incredible for Kiner this past season, and uh, the l- very limited highlights that I could find of him. Um, despite running for a thousand yards. So he's going to do great things, and especially with a room. Uh, that's going to be as dynamic but also as young and coachable as this room is, it's going to be a great hire for Tennessee. Yeah,
3: Jerry Mack uh, really set him up for for success here. I mean, y- you've got the base there. Uh, of course, Jabari Small, Jalen Wright leaving, but you got guys like Dylan Sampson, Cam Selden, and of course they're bringing in guys like De- uh, Peyton Lewis, uh, who, who seems to be a big-time name, uh, coming to that running back room. Uh, to, to For that to go along with the success uh, that Sims has had just about everywhere he's been, uh, it should be really exciting. To see, uh, there not to be a drop off at that position, knowing just how, uh, like, I guess relevant the run is for this uh, Josh Heupel offense. Uh, the only thing I'm sort of concerned about uh, is is that he hasn't been. I don't think he's been on like a s- truly successful team. Cincinnati didn't have the greatest year last year overall, uh, so I'm I'm really eager to see uh, how he takes that step up uh, when you get a team uh, that might be fighting for a playoff spot this year.
1: Yeah, you mentioned how poor, you know, Cincinnati was last year. Not a good team. Uh, yeah. Patrick, um, one of our callers, uh, tweeted at me uh, yesterday when talking about this hire that to keep in mind, this team was three and nine last yeah. year. However, um, I, I watched that Cincinnati team a couple of times. Uh, I, I, I lost uh, probably six hours of my life watching them. Um, but Emory <laughs> Jones, former Florida quarterback, was. Quarterback in the Bearcats and he's not great and I think they their success was kind of handicapped by his quarterback play they weren't able to get the ball Mm -hmm. uh, moving in the air really at all Um, so the running back game really uh, the running game was really one of the highlights of their uh, their team last year so uh, I think this is a good hire I mean um, losing Jerry Mack is really tough considering the the names he's pumped out as of late and just the production he's pointed out um, as of late but I think you bring in a guy that even in a scenario where the team wasn't successful, his unit was. Um, so I think that that says um, something about him. Um, who will have the bigger impact in your mind? We'll go around the table here. Dawson? To me, it's I think it's Inge. Uh, and I'm not
2: saying this because I don't think Sims is going to do well. I think he will. But we kind of already knew what we were going to get because right. – Uh, Jerry Mack left such a great room, such a great coached group of guys, especially Samson and Selden that have been under him for a couple years and have been able to be coached by him. He set up the successor for success. And I'm not saying Gene Mary didn't, um, but that linebacking group is going to be the hinge of the defense. Uh, I mean, If they're rolling, if that front's rolling, the defense is going to roll and it's going to make it a lot easier on those DBs on the backside to play well and to be successful. Uh, and there's several young guys that are now going to step into bigger roles, um, looking at Jeremiah T. Lander, Jalen yep. Smith, Arian Carter, uh, among others that are coming in in this class uh, that are going to be ready to be coached, that are going to be ready to succeed, and they're going to need the right guy to do it. So that's why I think uh, that Inge is going to be the bigger one. If this team wants to succeed, everybody in the front seven has to be going. That linebacking mm-hmm. unit has to be playing well to keep the defense working on the right track.
3: Yeah, I agree with the point there with Inge. Uh, again, going back to the point like you brought up, uh, just the situation that Mac left for Sims uh, is sort of just like a like a money pit uh it, it's something that you want to run into if you're wanting to upgrade a job and he did a great job there uh Inge is probably the one for me too uh simply because you know you, you get a guy like Peely back who we saw for like half a quarter uh all season before he got hurt uh so it's pretty much going to be a brand new face out there anyways we're losing a guy in Aaron Beasley who's been a rock for that defense over the last 2 years uh Elijah Herring's coming back i think he played pretty well uh but it's it's just you know how every everybody's coming in. Uh, there's a lot of young faces, like you said, in that linebacker room that uh, haven't been able to prove themselves. I don't. I just don't think they've had enough time out there uh, to overcome that hump and get acclimated to SEC play. Uh, so I th- I think Inge brings uh, the experience, the knowledge, everything that you need for such a young core to succeed.
1: Yeah, I think both groups actually have a little bit to prove this season. Mm. Um, You know, obviously losing Jalen Wright, uh, Jabari Small, um, right off to the NFL. Small has been a a staple running back over the last couple of years, uh, very consistent. Um, Now, you've got Dylan Sampson, who had a lot of great flashes last year. But, um, you know, Cam Selden, Khalifa Keefe, you haven't seen a lot from them yet. So, um, I think that position's unproven, and, and similar as as uh, Jace mentioned on the linebacking group. So I think they're both important. I'd favor a little bit more to the defensive side of the ball, um, considering how um, consistent that group has been over the last couple of years, especially ta- uh, in, in, inside the box. Mm. Um, and I think Inge comes in with a little bit more pedigree as well. Um, So I think the bigger impact will come from the guy who is a little bit more experienced at the higher level. Um, And and it's no stray to to Sims, but I'm a guy coming – off a team that was just in the national championship and yeah. being their defensive coordinator, that's a really big hire. That's a that's a uh, a guy you want in your locker room, a guy that's seen success and knows how to handle it. So, um, in my opinion, the bigger impact uh, I think will be Inge, and um, and that's no straight to Sims. Once again, I think he'll have a lot of success um, as he did at Cincinnati with a bad team. Mm. Uh, I'll be interested to see how he develops uh, these running backs because um, one thing I still question going into the season: Can Dylan Sampson pass block? Um, as a as a blocker out of the backfield. And, and that's something that he needs to be taught and techniqued on um, by Sims. So we'll see the impact that he has on, on that group and, and that particular situation as well. Uh, when we come back, we'll give our best bets of the night. Stay right here on Overtime.
0: A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game, Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with inward half.
5: eBay Motors, here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion apply
3: life insurance why are you putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think you don't need it there's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance but if you weren't there who would pay the mortgage and other bills with ethos you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom family protected ethos fast and easy online term life insurance up to two million dollars in coverage with no medical exam some policies as low as a dollar a day answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com.
4: Rev up your savings at Volunteer Auto Group, your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today. Volunteer Auto Group, where every deal's a winner. 1501 Callahan Drive, Check them out online at volauto.com and tell them Fan Run sent you. Are you in need of a smile makeover? Hi. I'm Dr. Michael
1: Costa at Knoxville Smiles. And if you're ready to improve your smile, replace teeth that are missing, make your dentures tighter, add implants to your mouth, whatever you may need, we're here to discuss a wide range of easy, pain-free cosmetic and restorative procedures that can create a glowing radiant smile that you've always dreamed of. Don't wait any longer, the time is now. Call us today at Knoxville Smiles and schedule your appointment at 865-539-1776 or go online to knoxvillesmiles.com. Is your
4: home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy-efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows. Get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at NorthKnoxSidingAndWindows.com.
1: Back here on Overtime, it's time for our best bets of the night. The favorite segment for all of our favorite D-Gens out there. Um, I'll hop right into it. Let's begin with Tennessee, minus 12. Mm. Um, I rarely bet on Tennessee, but I do like the number tonight. Um, Missouri has arguably been worse at home this season. Um, they have losses to Georgia, Arkansas, blown out by Florida, blown out by AM, Mississippi State, um, all at Mizzou Arena. So it's not like home court advantage is a big deal in this situation. And keep in mind, over the last couple of games, Tennessee has covered this number um, multiple times. We saw against Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and LSU. Um, my only worry about this game is if Tennessee is looking forward to um, to the matchup on Saturday, a rematch with AM. and uh, But I think this team is focused and hitting in their stride. As of late, I like Tennessee minus 12. I'm going to go with UConn, minus 2.5 on
2: the road. Uh, another big one for them, back-to-back big games in, in the Big East for UConn. They go to Creighton tonight. Uh, I know everything that we talked about before we came in here, the, the analytics say, to say bet on Creighton. I don't think so. I think UConn's the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a huge, I mean, the statement win in college basketball, in my opinion, the best win of anybody in college basketball this year uh, To uh, against Marquette the other day. Just a thrashing yeah. uh, of Shaka Smart and Marquette. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that they have even reached a different level than maybe they were on a few weeks ago. Uh, two and a half on the road is not a big spread at all for a game like this. Mm-hmm. So I like UConn to cover that.
3: Uh, I'm also rolling with Tennessee. I, I found theirs at uh, minus 12 and a half. I'll roll with that uh, just because I'm comfortable with just how these two teams are trending, Tennessee looking uh, a lot stouter than they were at some points in the season, uh, and, again, it's, it's just one of those games that should not be close uh, from the jump, and Missouri's just on the struggle bus, man. I, I don't really see them uh, hopping off of that bus uh, anytime soon. I've got the Vols minus 12 and a half.
1: All right, my next best bet, the Pitt Panthers, one of the hottest teams in the ACC, plus 6.5, taking on Wake Forest. Um, Blake Henson is a guy to watch out for in this one. Uh, Saturday against Louisville, he had 41 points, uh, knocking down nine three-pointers. This team uh, has had a couple of key upsets as of late, um, and and their shot-making ability – um, gives them the opportunity to cover this number and very well could win outright. This is a hot team right now, have kind of crept their way back into the NCAA um, tournament window. A win like this, this be a quad one win for them. This is what moves the needle for them. Um, I like them to cover plus six and a half. I do think Wake Forest is a good basketball team. Um, but Pitt right now, hottest team in the ACC. You've got to ride at this number, especially with what's on the line.
2: All right, with a hot team as well, coming off a win against Kansas. I'll take Texas Tech, minus 5.5 tonight against TCU. TCU, a big win over Jerome Tang in Kansas State last week. This could be a letdown spot, I think, for the horn Frogs on the road. Uh, obviously, Texas Tech obliterates Kansas last week. A huge win, a big momentum win, I think, for a team that's been up and down, streaky at times this year. I think that one kind of tells them, okay, we can win constantly. You know that That's a huge momentum getter for them. So I like them at home tonight against uh, TCU.
3: Uh, I've got a little parlay action here, uh, grabbing the UConn money line. Uh, I know it's a small spread, but, uh, you know, sometimes these road uh, Big East games are pretty tough. Uh, and we were talking about it earlier. We believe uh, Creighton up, upset UConn last year at uh, at home in Omaha. So uh, I'm just going to play it safe, take UConn, uh, just a money line. It's not that big of a difference uh, in, in, at the lines that they're at right now. Uh, also taking Baylor. I believe they are plus. They were plus four and a half at BYU earlier, so I, I, I grabbed that uh, for that parlay as well. Uh, so they've on the road since January. They've had three wins, and all of their losses have come by four or less on the road. So uh, I, I think they can beat beat BYU outright themselves. Because I mean, they're averaging about eighty three points a game, uh, and they've got six guys in rotation that are averaging just about uh, eleven plus points a game as well.
1: Well, just in time for BYU minus four. Um, this, is a, this is a pure buy low, sell high uh, matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. Baylor has been riding uh, very hot as of late, especially from the three-point line. Um, in their previous matchup, they shot 43% from three, uh, 42.5% inside the arc. Um, I believe BYU's offense is able to take advantage of the Bears' inefficiencies on the road. Uh, and they also have the personnel um, at 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 point guard and shooting guard to defend Baylor's perimeter um, offense as well. Um, I think this is a great spot for BYU, a low number. um, I really think it should be up in the six-and-a-half range. Uh, I take BYU minus four rounding out my ranked game slate tonight we'll
2: go with St. Mary's minus 7.5 at home mm. against San Francisco yeah, like that. this is a great St. Mary's team they're slowly starting to overtake Dayton as probably the best non-power conference team in the country playing some of the best basketball coming off a 44 point home conference win against Pepperdine, 103-59 to which is one of the bigger numbers you'll see over the course of the year they face a really good defensive team a team we've talked about on here before in San Francisco uh, but St. Mary's, they need another statement tonight I think they get it I like them at minus seven and a half they're a great team
1: all right my final best bet is Utah State minus two and a half taking on San Diego State and the Aztecs Uh, the Aztecs have gone three and eight against the spread on the road this season compared to Utah State eight and four against the spread at home uh, the market has undervalued the Aggies in this spot. Um, when it comes to the gameplay perspective, um, Aggies are one of the best teams in the country around the rim. Uh, they rank 20, top 25 in points per possession at the rim as well. Uh, San Diego State, not a great defensive team around the cup. Um, so kind of a a strength versus weakness battle here. And also playing at home, I expect Utah State to get another big win. What a great season they've had. Yeah. Um, and San Diego State's a great team as well. Uh, um, they were they were thrown into that top 16 mix on Saturday. Um, but I think this is a really good spot for Utah State at home where they've played well um, uh, compared to San Diego State not covering on the road. So my four best bets, Tennessee minus 12, Utah State minus 2.5, BYU minus 4, the Pitt Panthers plus 6.5. UConn minus 2.5, Texas Tech minus 5.5, St. Mary's minus 7.5
2: for me.
3: I've got Tennessee minus 12.5 and a a parlay with a UConn money line and Baylor plus 4.5.
1: All right, those are our best bets of the night, counting down to tip off in Como around eight minutes away from the matchup between um, winless SEC play Missouri and Tennessee. Um, Quick note Uh, We talked about earlier who we want to see get involved tonight um, and the possibility that this this one gets a little ugly. Um, Tennessee freshman forward J.P. Estrella is active tonight against Missouri. Um, He's missed a couple, or I guess each of the last three games with a leg injury. Um, Happy to have him back tonight. We talked situational stuff. What would you like to see? Um, I'd love to see Estrella and Adu right next to each other in a situation down low. Um, kind of see what you have there. Two of your biggest guys on the roster, you struggled at times defending bigger, uh, uh, bigger offensive weapons. Now, Missouri doesn't necessarily have that tonight, but it'd be interesting to see how they play alongside each other um, and if it's something to kind of work in um, going forward. So kind of an experimental night if this thing goes the way we think it will, would love to see Estrella get some situational moments.
2: It's a wrinkle, I think, that you yeah. can throw into this mm-hmm. offense, and I think that's going to be a big part of winning beyond just the regular season is wrinkles because at this point, Many of the teams you're going to see, whether that's in conference tournament or or the national tournament, know exactly what to expect. They know the offense you're going to run. Now, can they stop it? Maybe not. But they know what to play for. Um, So in these kinds of games now late in the year, you can throw some wrinkles in there, change some things up, uh, and Estrella's going to be a big part of that. Very athletic. I think in a spot where he's not necessarily playing in the center position, I think he could be even more of a weapon, more of a mismatch. I mean, matchup nightmare playing at the four uh, with the size that he brings. Uh, and I think it works a little bit better for him as well. Uh, big frame, not a huge guy in terms mm-hmm. of you know in terms of the weight the weight number, but I think he works better as a four and could create a serious matchup problem.
3: I, I, I like that. Yeah, running him with the four and Adu down at the five, or maybe even throw a Waka down there, uh, yeah, like a beefier guy down low. Uh, I think that'd be really cool because uh, I think I've hit on it before. Estrella is uh, you know like you said, he's a very athletic kid. I mean, he can move his feet really well. He, he can uh, get around. Uh, pretty good so getting getting him involved with uh maybe even setting a pick and pick and roll uh getting him in involved in like a mid-range game if you if you want to trust him uh shooting the ball because I don't think we've really seen him uh shoot the ball it's mainly been right around uh the bucket so if if he can get involved that way uh experiment a little bit tonight with with some lineups like y'all been hitting on I think it'd be a really fun night to see him uh get back in action
1: yeah ball sets a tip off at seven o'clock in Como at Mizzou Arena. When we come back in the next hour, we'll give an update about the baseball Vols currently in action. We'll also take a peek at tomorrow's matchup with Eastern Tennessee. Um, Stay right here on Overtime.